Now we just need to come up with a pizza for every state, though. Okay. Not that actually represents their state, but is like dumbly represents their steak. Steak. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. Texas. Come on. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, but so it's like, you know, Washington will be uh, salmon and I don't know. What else is Washington? You get to make shit up. It doesn't have to actually be Washington. I'm thinking moss. But you can't just serve moss, right? So like, uh, I don't know, fucking kale or whatever. Yeah. Salmon and kale. You're welcome, Washington. Got there. <laughs> I mean, you know, that moves us. We could just do that for all of them. I know. Potatoes. Done. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else on there? No. no. <laughs> Is the crust made of potato starch? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a potato-based sauce. It's potatoes all the goddamn way down. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. North Dakota. I mean... At that point, I would just make something that's hilariously Canadian because what the fuck is North Dakota? Yeah, all right. It's Canada South. <laughs> so, like, just poutine on a pizza? Yeah, poutine. Can poutine I, pizza. Can I get that now? Because <laughs> Montana gets moose. Mmm, moose meat pizza. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. And this time we played Mistover. Mist. You know, Anime Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, well, because we decided that this was the year of anime because we're dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, because we already played Anime Dark Souls, so we were like, oh, let's just do Anime Darkest Dungeon. It's called Mistover. Um, I guess that's the explanation for what kind of game it is. Got there. It's Darkest Dungeon. It's... So, Anime Darkest Dungeon, released October 2019, developed and published by Crafton. You know, the makers of Mistover. I don't think they've done anything else. Uh, released on the PS4, Switch, and Windows. Could just say PC. I could have, yeah. I mean, saying Windows feels weird. Although I suppose it probably doesn't run on Linux, so. I don't know. I, like, I knew it was on PS4. I didn't realize it was on Switch, too. Yeah, I didn't. But, again, I play everything on my computer. I mean, who looks at the Switch eShop anyway? Fucking nobody. All right, well, I mean, this game kind of just throws you right in, so you want to uh, take us through it? Uh, no, I've, I'm going to try, and by that I mean this is going to be very short because, well, I'll reveal in like a minute. So, you missed over, there is a mist. Uh, it, like... It's all over. <laughs> it's all over. It connects different, like, worlds right yes it's full of monsters it's the source of evil it's something something it's gonna end the world mm, kind of yeah your character is lost in the mist is how it's introduced uh you end up meeting up a few other people you fight your way out and you run into uh the mist core what do they call themselves um jesus what do they call themselves uh, yeah, something like that. The, uh, brave men and women who go out into the mist because they're stupid. Yeah. And you go back to the town that they use as their, like, home base. Great. You meet the Maori Duke dude. Maori Duke dude. Yeah, he, no, he's not Maori. He is small and Asian. Is he? I mean, he's small, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um. Everyone's anime as fuck. I don't know if you <laughs> caught that when we said anime darkest dungeon. <laughs> It it's very anime, and he gives you some explanation about blah 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 the mist evil blah blah blah. 
that uh, crazy-ass tornado, the pillar of despair off in the distance, is uh, where all the monsters is coming from? Uh, is this when he starts giving you just, like, random-ass side quests? Yes. Does he do that immediately? Uh, okay. You, you got to do stuff. Uh, you can recruit a gr- group of heroes. Like, it, it's Darkest Dungeon. You recruit dudes. You <laughs> equip them. You As you do things, you level up. You get things back. There's a shop who's way anime. You can upgrade your equipment, kind of. It's, there's lots of stuff. There's lots of systems. None of them are interesting. But what about the uh, alchemy lab with the lady who... Uh, is her pet sentient, or is she actually using it like a ventriloquist doll? Everyone the entire time insists that she's just using it as a ventriloquist doll. Which just makes me think that it's sentient. Yeah. Because she, like, whispers to it, which is super weird. But they play it for laughs, so it's fine. It's fine. And at this point, then you like you start going in and you, you play through. Uh, we'll get into the actual level design in a bit. As you play through the levels, yeah, they give you some quests. You come back and you refuel from town and you keep going out. And uh, yeah. And then you set the speed on your game to uh, triple speed and you slam through every single cutscene as fast as possible. I honestly don't know what happens in this game. Oh, God. I wish I'd done that. That would have been the smart thing to do. But that is what I, I did. I fucking slogged through it. So what about the uh, big rabbit man? You don't know anything about him? Nope. Okay, that's stupid. Like, his whole thing is stupid. Okay, out the gate, when you meet the uh, Duke of the town, what's his fuck? Uh, I have it in my notes. His name is Herbert, because it starts with an H, but I could not be asked to look it up. Uh, uh, anyway, Herbie's secretary, who ends up giving you most of the quest, is uh, tells you out the gate that, like, he's not from here. And he just, like, conned his way into the ruling family's household. And he's the only one left. So he's, like, by default, the uh, ruler, everyone guesses. He's doing a fine job or whatever. No one really cares. So they set up immediately that uh, this weird kid that tells you to do shit, uh, like, there's something off with him. So big surprise at the end when it turns out there's something off with him. So do you really not know, like, the, uh, oh, it's so stupid. (laughs) Okay. What are these stages? You go through the woods. Yeah. Then you go through the cathedral. Then the cathedral, yeah. And then... The ice, right? Yeah. Next world. Oh, then it's like the end times where you hop through the portals, right? Yeah, it's like crazy space shit. Yeah, because the like level, like prog- it's really not that long progression-wise. It just takes you 30 fucking hours to get there. Yep. <laughs> because design is hard. Let's uh let's break it down really quick. Uh, the some of the quests that you do in the forest, it's like uh, people are lost, go get them. Uh, somebody's gonna die, go save them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In the cathedral, you learn that there's uh an old wizard who has the book of Cagliostro. He keeps the thing like sealed. Yeah, which is sealed, and you have to go get the book. As soon as you get the book, old Herbie runs off with it, and you don't know where he is. You don't see him till the end of the game. Well, it turns out. We'll just skip to the end because it doesn't matter. It's side quest bullshit that forces you to progress. Herbie is actually Cagliostro, is actually a thousand other names because he's millennia old. The world that you are in and all of the worlds that you travel through into the mist were all created by the dreams of a god. Now, there can only be one world going at a time. So it's Cagliostro's job to make sure everything like shuts down, as it were, correctly. Only there's still bits and pieces left over, which is what the Pillar of Despair is, where all of the fragmented worlds are coming together to form this. Okay. Yeah. 
he says, uh, look, like this is what my job is and I'm, fu- I'm old and I'm tired and I'm fucking over it. So could you just go down and kill him? Like you're probably strong enough to do it now. Only like, we don't know if it's actually like the God himself or just a, the dream representation of the God. So you could go down there and get wiped or you might actually defeat him, but we don't know if it'll do anything. Uh, pat on the ass, have fun. Yay. That's it. Yay. Isn't that a fun ending? doesn't matter if you win or lose because it doesn't matter. Because you don't know. There's no conclusion to it. Hooray! That game just ends. Oh, the uh, rabbit guy was from the elder civilization that has knowledge of all the worlds. Only you can't read it with your stupid human eyes. But he can because it's written in rabbit or some shit. Okay. He shows up randomly. You can quote unquote ask him questions. But like it's whatever that text tree or whatever is contextual. So like I don't know what the fuck he was ever on about. Let's get to the meat of it, because while the story is weird and not great, that's not the problem with this game. No, uh, honestly, everything you describe is fine. It's not super engaging, but whatever. I thought the end of it, it really irritated me. I thought it was stupid. I mean, the fact that it ends just on like a bleh is dumb. Yeah. I'd rather have an actual conclusion. The same Zeus. But, hooray, I guess. Open-ended interpretation. Leave room for a sequel. But... Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. No, I, I don't know where to begin because I have struggled mightily to concoct my thoughts into a reasonable explanation of how boring I find this game. Let's go through the town because that won't take nearly as long as uh, talking about the combat. But mostly I want to talk about the tonal shift of some of the characters in the town. Oh, yeah. So... Calling this anime Darkest Dungeon is very appropriate. It harps uh, art styles for, like, the enemies and the areas you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of actual gameplay is obviously very reminiscent. They take some stuff, like, wholesale. And then they kind of do the same thing that Darkest Dungeon does, where it's supposed to be bleak, right? There's this pillar that's, like, the pillar of madness or whatever, and it's releasing monsters and you have to wade into it. And it's, yeah. And people are straight up dying left and right. And people are going missing, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, people are missing. It's death and grotesque monsters and like, great. And, uh, darkest dungeon, they set it up as very kind of, uh, what's the name, you know, the word <laughs> they use for the writer, the old one, racist old gods. Oh, Lovecraftian. Yeah. It's very Lovecraftian in Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> it was racist that got it for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of very Lovecraftian. Whereas in, the, in Mistover, they don't really go that route. I mean, the god that you end up fighting at the end is quote unquote, what is it? Like the ancient one or the elder god or something, something like that? Something like that. So, I mean, you can see they're kind of going in that same direction. Yeah, but it isn't like they don't go as hard. No. Yeah. But then in town... Your shopkeeper is I a, a bundle of joy, I guess. Yeah. Well, like the town itself is supposed, to, I assumedly supposed to be bleak, but like none of the townspeople are all like sad or anything. It doesn't feel bleak at all. Like even on the screen, like Darkest Dungeon looks like shit when yeah. you're in town. Like it looks like it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one, I, I don't know. It looks like a town. Yeah, even if you get the uh, doomsday clock uh, closer to midnight, the town, like, a storm starts to roll in. But even that just looks like a storm's rolling in. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look that bad. But yeah, so, like, the shop girl, who is that? Oh, 
the epitome of tonal shift where you go to the shop and the music brightens and it's happy and she's bubbly and happy to see you. Yeah, it goes what? from like trying to be ooh spooky to just like hey friends, welcome to the shop. Except not in English. The you there is no English voice lines. No, it's Japanese or Korean. Yeah, which reminds me of something I wanted to look up but forgot. But yeah, that's whatever. So it's all of a sudden just this just absolute whiplash of oh cool okay I guess we're we're being happy now great there there's a couple of what you've got. The old dude who controls your party, and by that I mean he's the recruitment officer and... Mark? Is also where you equip people, yeah. The old drunk that you, yeah, recruit people and change out your equipment? There's the training dude who's, I I don't know. Uh, Adel? Uh, Adel? Sure. A-D-E-L, yeah. He's, he's a guy. Yeah, he's just like kind of chill. Mm-hmm. He's there to teach you to get strong. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do you remember how uh, Darkest Dungeon had, like, quirks? Yeah. This has jinxes, which are literally the same thing? The exact same thing, where, like, it'll be uh, when your light level, yes, light level is important to this game, too, just like Darkest Dungeon. Oh, I was going to say Destiny. Oh. But, like, oh, if your light level is below 50%, you have worse dodge. Great. Great. (laughs) There is the magic item person who speaks through their cat it's uh, a cat right yeah it's a cat well it doesn't look like a cat but it's supposed to be a cat i'm gonna say katarina and her cat uh, stefan although i suppose it could be uh katharina sure there is the oh god the person who's like at the library where you give them books and you get bonuses olivia at the support lab yeah yeah then there's storage man i'll give you 10 bucks right now if you could tell me storage man's name I would give you 10 bucks if you could tell me anything about goddamn Storage Man. The only reason why I know his name is just because I have it in my notes, not because I remember ever seeing it in the game. Yep. Who goes to the storage, dude? He doesn't give you any quests. Who gives a shit? He doesn't give you any quests. He doesn't do anything. Storage Man! His name is Boris, and he just takes up space. (laughs) Uh, And then there's the office where you talk to old Munchkin and uh, what's her name? Stella. Oh, his name's Heinrich, as it turns out. Heinrich? Yeah, Cagliostro. Yeah. Which just makes me think Lupin. So yeah, that's that's the town. You Again, that's where you fix up your heroes, fix up your team, hire new heroes. You know, in case yours die. Yeah, you when yours when die. Yours die. Uh, it's also presented in the same fashion as Darkest Dungeon, where you don't like walk through the town with your party. It's just a menu that you scroll through. Yeah. Uh, and like, again, a lot of the systems are the same. You recruit people, uh, as you like go on, you can recruit higher level people. If you, there is a punishment for being over leveled, which we'll get around to, or we could just talk about now without even like, yeah, no, let's just get into it now. Yeah. It's, um, it's something that they do in both darkest dungeon and this game to try to like prevent you from grinding, right? They don't want you to just like make a team make a good team, and then win the game. I mean, that seems weird to me, but sure. Yeah, I I get it. And I played through Darkest Dungeon, but I beat the Darkest Dungeon once. I didn't beat it whatever you're supposed to beat it, however many times or something. I have no idea. I've never played it. Yeah. And uh, every time I've gone back to it, I just kind of, I haven't ever really gotten back into it. It was an all right time. It definitely doesn't sit like high amongst my games that I've, uh, enjoyed. I enjoyed it, but it's not something I'm probably ever going to return to. 
And, um, yeah, it's just if you lose, like, your party or even large parts of your party, all of a sudden now you're like, okay, I have to grind out another team. <sighs> yeah. Which mostly feels like busy work. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like artificially lengthening your game. Yeah. Because you now suddenly can't progress where you were because you have to get your team up to snuff to be able to make a difference. Yep. And it... Ugh. The actual, like, gameplay isn't good enough for me to just want to do it all the time. I... What I what I didn't understand is, um, and while we're still in town, like, some of the, uh, the layouts and designs, you can't just change your equipment without having to go through the old drunk. I hate that. I hate it so much. And you can't upgrade your characters without going through the training guy. And why aren't they the same place? I don't understand. Yeah. The fact that you have to go into menus to go into sub-menus to just do basic things like changing your equipment. It's not great. Which you can't just do when you're out in the field because reasons? Nope. Only can do that at town. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, or the, speaking of a fun way that they limit you, like uh, if you're over-leveled, you only get, um, what, 80, 70, 60% XP? Yep. You'll, as you, the higher, more above level you are, the less experience you'll get from all the stuff uh, in the level you're doing, as well as the more the doomsday clock will fill. You know, I, I never had it filled. I had it close by the time I was at the end because I was uh, not doing all the bullshit I want you to do that we haven't got to yet. But like, so I, I wonder if um, you get it full if the game just like ends or if it throws you into a final boss fight. No idea. I don't know. And because once you finish the game, it uh, wipes your party and just makes you start a new one. You can't like continue on a new game plus it. I'm never going to know because as soon as I was done, I immediately uninstalled it. Damn right. <laughs> but uh, another way that it limits you is the shop. You can only buy five of any items from uh, Shop Girl at a time. Yep. Which sucks. But that's like, it's supposed to suck. I get that. Yeah, they're trying to keep you on that, like, knife's edge of just having enough stuff to succeed, but never feeling like you're uh, well-prepared. Yeah. Which doesn't feel good. No, I suppose if you're into that specific thing, it might be better, but I I don't really get it. Uh, masochism? Not even. <laughs> because I would, I mean, like, if I want a game to be hard, I want the game to just be hard at me. This isn't that. It's... Uh, it's weird. No, I I get what you mean because uh like combat, it's fucking ooh or the boss fights. <laughs> All right, so you're in town. You you got your stupid party. Oh, which we haven't talked about the people that you could get. You've got uh paladin shadowblade who's a ninja. Uh sister who's a nun. She's your heels. Grim reaper, Ronin, Onmyoji, witch, and werewolf. Yeah, which all have uh a random amount or random skills out of the pool that they could have because that's how these kind of games work, right? That is how Dark's Dungeon works, so that is how <laughs> this game works. Oh, but in a fun way, to unlock a new skill, you have to have someone recruited who has that skill already. Yeah, and then you have to give up one of the skills that you have in your party to get the new one. Yeah, I mean, that's normal where, like, you can only have four skills. Fuck that noise. I want. I don't want to just... I'd rather just play Pokemon if that's what we're doing and I got to jam a TM in, like... <laughs> yeah, but it's annoying that you can't just, like, 
learn a skill like oh i want it i want this one instead of this one you need someone who already has that so you have to wait till they show up in the recruiting office to recruit them to make your person learn that thing but then if you don't actually want the person then you have to kick them to the side just, you were literally just here so i could learn this attack fuck off well doesn't it like uh use them up if you do that i have no idea yeah, because I think if you use them to learn a skill, then it gets rid of them out of the uh, recruitment. That's like, hilarious. I don't know, because I had the same team the whole game. Same. Well. well <laughs> I hired a few people and changed out a few things. I was forced to uh, do some different things at a point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Enough pussyfooting around. Let's let's get to the actual like mission structure, right? So you get to you get your shit set up. You buy whatever equipment you think you're going to need. You have your party set up. You get them kitted out. Not that you can buy equipment for your party. You can only find it. Whatever. You head out to the pier. Uh, you get the menu select of the which world you want to go to. You have to manage your inventory space in your bag. Because so, you can only take uh, X amount of items. Every item that you pick up when you're out in the world takes up one of those slots. As well as the stuff that you brought. So have fun with that. And it starts painfully little. Although you get enough books that you give to a book nerd back in town that you can upgrade it so it's not a problem anymore. Probably. Books are random, so. But really, by the end of the game, it was just dumping books. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just get more and more and more of them yeah, yeah. as the game goes on. But, like, which ones you specifically get is random, which is funny. Like, um, I started a playthrough on stream. I didn't really enjoy my time with it. And then I uh, basically started over to go through it again and when i started over my luck was way better oh yeah yeah uh both on books like i got the uh, i think experience upgrade or before i finished the first area like in my first two goes of the woods i got like five experience books to upgrade that oh shit right as well as i told you i got some like purple items for equipment so i was just destroying shit yeah which is funny because that is not how that went for me yeah all right, you uh, head out your boat to go to uh, Fuck Awful Island to see the Pillar of Despair in person, then you're out in the world. Jason, what does the uh, gameplay look like? So once you select it, you know, you it gives you all the locations and you just select which one you want to go to. And you set out your team, blah, blah, blah. It is a, a big grid. And whatever your goal is, you know, if you have to find rocks, that's an actual thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you just, you have to wander about this grid to find the rocks. Yep. Yeah. Then as you move, your light level and hunger will decrease. They both have a certain maximum. Um, every time you take a step, as long as they're above zero, you will heal a hit point and mana point. There are enemies all about. There's red enemies who are aggressive and will come after you. There's blue enemies who are cowardly and will either not move or run away from you. There are chests all about the place, but you need to find keys first. The keys are also spread about the area. Yeah, three different types of chests, three different types of keys. Yeah, bronze, silver, and gold. There are obstacles, which you can either break to hurt your whole team or just use your paladin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are traps, which are just like uh, poison pools or weird wind things. It's squares that if you enter, there's a chance something bad will happen to you. Mm -hmm. Then there's an exit. It's a magic teleporter. Oh, also the uh, light flowers that you have to bleed into. Yeah, there are light. There's uh, they're like daffodils. 
not daffodils. What are the dandelions? Yeah, they look like the dandelion seeds. Yeah. And they provide light in an area, and when you touch one, your light refills to, I think, two-thirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are those that are out and about that you have to uh, bleed on, like they're Audrey too, uh, to get them to grow. <laughs> and But then once you obviously li- bleed on it to light it, you can use it to refill your light meter. So light is almost never an issue. It's really funny that there's light consumables. I ran out of food way faster than I ran out of light. I, yeah. 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 Uh, and then, so, when you fight monsters, you are in a 3x3 three three grid. So are they. It's turn-based, uh, based on your, like, speed. At the bottom, there's a thing that shows whose turn is next. Different people have different area of effect attacks and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, which is weird, because, like, at first, it's an interesting um, sort of... It, it's just a strategy game where you position your dudes in this 3x3 three three grid uh, against the enemy in their 3x3, three three, and then... Um, Depending on where your people are positioned, they have combination moves. So, like, the my team was a paladin, shadowblade witch, sister, and it ended up being a werewolf. Although, that slot I swapped out with everyone but the uh, Onmyoji, because get fucked. Just because I didn't have one at the time, and, <laughs> like, yeah. I ended up, like, leveling my werewolf before I'd finally got one. The witch and the shadowblade had an attack called Magical Shuriken. Uh, you can do... A combination move for your entire party each turn, where it would just she would throw out big ass shurikens and they would just land on the field. It would deal damage to all nine squares. It did a shit ton of damage. Yeah, that was usually my opening salvo because the shadow blade and witch were the fastest two always. And then you go through, and it, it's a interesting. Some moves make your characters move by themselves in a certain direction or sometimes randomly the enemies will move sometimes their attacks will force your team to move and vice versa so the uh, what am i thinking of the uh, combination moves thanks that you can do you can't always rely on if you're going to get hit and then it's going to move your team so you have to plan around it which is at first uh, a very like interesting idea you know the first 50 times that you're in combat what the game doesn't prepare you for though then this it it still boggles my fucking mind is that you are uh, underleveled as shit. When you go into it, the game always wants you to be underleveled. Everything hits so fucking hard. Like you go into that first, uh, first area, the first fucking level that you're out on. And like the, the first fight you get into, you just fucking one shot. You can <laughs> be. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the game wants you to be, you know, a certain level and that certain level is dies very quickly but in addition to that they don't really prepare you for how boring the fights are quickly because it's not just like oh there's a fight per level i don't know in the small levels there'll be like five groups of enemies they're not noticeably different no no they're not also they respawn yep and then if you fight them again you don't get anything for it yeah it just takes up your time yeah. yeah, it's slow. <laughs> and then you get to the boss and the boss kills you. And the boss just fucking kills you. When you get dropped in the game, your HP is at zero, but your character isn't dead. Oh, weird. I want. I wonder if I've seen something like that before. You definitely haven't. It's an original idea. And you can revive them, but if they get dropped again, then they die at that point. You don't get that uh, zero HP grace period. Now, if you don't touch them, they sit there. They can still move and do stuff for three turns before they die. The bosses 
And uh, this is why I had to replace most of my team. The first boss that I came to. The worm. The worm. The worm. I uh, hit a couple times and he did one attack that wiped my entire party. The only reason I got out of there is uh, I managed to keep two alive and then kill him to get to the next one. Like, to progress. The only motherfuckers I had left were my paladin and my shadowblade who made it the entire game. Because uh, I was cheating my tits off. Ch-ch-ch-cheats! Now, the, the only cheats that I had enabled were uh, an XP modifier and gold modifier. And then if I was in town, occasionally I would turn on, because uh, it was some trainer I was using. Uh, it's, um, oh my god, how do you word? So you can infinitely buy items from the shop. It doesn't oh, decrease the five. Sure. So that way I could just like stock up on potions and meat, and that way I didn't have to worry about it. <sighs> yeah, that there's... I, I know what the game wants you to do is when you go into a boss fight, it wants you to take uh, your B team to uh, just throw them out there so they get fucking splatter shotted just to see, you know, what the boss is going to do so you can bring in your good team. But that's such a waste of time. Yeah, especially because if you, they actually get killed, then you're going to have to farm up a B team for every boss. The first and second boss both had an attack that wiped my team. Yeah. Now the second boss, I was prepared for it. Trainer up turned on infinite hp as soon as they did their bullshit move because fuck that noise yeah um from what i can tell the second boss uh that move is intentional yeah if you clear the ads they attack and it is designed to basically wipe your team Mm -hmm. well knock them all to zero basically because it does a shit ton of damage yeah it that attack did more damage than all of my party had yeah uh in health yeah, but, you know, if you kept uh, kept the ads around, they hit almost that hard, too. Woo! So what the fuck is it that you're supposed to do besides just die? Keep one ad alive and stunlock them. Hmm. Or infinite HP. That also works. It does work. The third boss, though? No problem. Hmm. I, I don't know what, like, that was the only fair boss fight it felt like that I had. Because I, I didn't go into any fight and turn on infinite HP, and I would only hit that if they did some bullshit one-shot everybody move. You know, like the bosses. All the bosses, except for the third one. Third one is chill about it. Good job, third boss. Yeah, that one felt like an on-par fight. It was the only one. I mean, I was just absolutely cheating. <laughs> I turned on god mode, where all my attacks would kill the enemies in one hit. <laughs> I didn't, because, man, it was so boring. Yeah. Because, like, at that point, like, what are, what, what are you even doing here? Ah, uh, just slamming spacebar, basically. Just, <laughs> or, what is it, C? Select with C. Just go! Yeah. Because it's such a weird layout. Yes. The keyboard layout is not intuitive at all. But anyway, the game wants you to go through and uh, get all the chests and clear through all the debris, even if you don't have a paladin that could do it without hurting your team. Just smash your team's face into it. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about the of the five characters, you can rotate your team leader, so they're the ones that walk around the overworld map. They each do different shit. The paladin takes out debris. The other ones do stuff. Probably, who cares? That's the only useful one. Yep. No, like, actually, the rest of them, their abilities are basically pointless. The sister increases the heals that you take for each step for X amount of time. The werewolf calls an enemy towards you. The ninja, you get 10 uh, hidden steps where you just stealth. And I forget what the witch does. Yeah. But, like, I used the... Uh, a shadow blade once or twice when I was just tired of fighting shit so I could just move around. But yeah, otherwise there's just paladin to clear stuff. But you have to clear stuff and get the chest and take out the monsters. Otherwise your doomsday clock counter goes up. Now, 
Jason, we talked about the Doomsday Clock. What the actual shit is the Doomsday Clock? It's a clock. Got there. That. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> like it is there to provide a. Oh God. Uh, it's the. If you're overleveled, the Doomsday Clock will fill up faster. Or if you don't complete the level, as you said, if you don't open enough chests, kill enough enemies, do enough, light enough flowers, then the Doomsday Clock will fill up. So it's a way for them to force you to try to clear the level. You get a percentage bar at the bottom uh, for every thing that you do as it slowly fills up. And for everything over 100%, the uh, Doomsday Clock will tick back down. Yes, so it can go negative, you know. You if you do good enough, the doomsday clock in fact anti-fills. Yeah, which is nice. But also like you can just turn that off so you don't need to which I don't know why I didn't do that. Oh yeah, I I mean, if we're going to stop right here and I'm going to say the one thing I actually really liked about the game was their uh control over difficulty. When you go into the difficulty settings, there is a huge list of stuff that you can just tinker with. Hmm. Yep. So I turned off the Doomsday Clock, and then uh, I played, like, the first level normal, and then when I got to the cathedral, I decided to make it easier on myself uh, and started giving myself two skill points for every level up, and I turned off monster respawns. Oh, that would have been nice. Um, so then the I went through the cathedral, and then I got to the ice world, and I just uh, turned on god mode, which was not... In the difficulty settings, that was just a trainer. Uh, <laughs> I turned on God mode and stomped my way through the list of the game because fuck, I was bored. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yes, I really like the fine difficulty control that the game gives you. I just don't like the game. <laughs> there was uh, something else that had a weirdly granular level of control like that, too, that we did. Elex. Elex, yeah. Yeah, Elex of all things. Right? I, I like that, you know fine granular control over your game yeah which is a weird call because the game really doesn't want you to play it any other way than how the game tells you to yeah well so that's the thing is like if you make the game easier on yourself it suddenly feels very weird because the game's easy well not easy but you know it the game is clearly not designed for you to be uh even okay like you're supposed to be on that knife's edge and if you're not it's just like Oh, this is just boring. Oh, well, see, uh, which is weird because I found it needlessly punishing and boring. Yeah. <laughs> like at no point was I like edge of my seat. Oh my God, I don't think I'm going to make it. All I can think of is, man, if my team gets wiped and I got to spend fucking hours getting people back up so I can like clear through where I'm at now. And that isn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I think, the biggest problem I have with this style of game is that, like, once you reach a certain point, if your characters get killed, you, um, well, you can't, you can't really re, like, build a new party without going back to the beginning. And, like, at that point, you're just replaying the game. And that's boring. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't hate the permadeath on paper, but when the rest of the people that I have back at home base are level two... And my party's all level 10. Man, kiss my ass. Yeah, I, I'm not interested. Oh, I died? Cool. I'll either, like, save scum, cheat reload, or... Because it obviously, like, auto-saves every time something happens. Yep. Or I'll just, you know, give my characters infinite hit points. Yeah, which is where I was like, at. I, I don't have time to be playing this game eight times to play the game once. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I wasn't enjoying my time enough that I even want to do that. Yeah, because the combat, as I said, it doesn't get different. It does like that three v three, you know, three by three grid versus three by three grid. Your characters versus theirs. It's not like your moves get noticeably different. No, it's not like theirs get that much different. They call it something else that does the same thing. Yep, uh, and you just for basic enemies, you just do the same thing over. And over and over. Which, in my case, was spam two moves and that cleared everybody almost always. Uh, yeah, mine was nearly the same. Yep. Uh, which cross blast, then AoE. Which cross blast, AoE, and then anyone who was left, I had two characters with stun attacks that were over 100%. So I could just stun lock two enemies into nothingness. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So the, the fights weren't particularly hard for me, especially with those stuns that, like... I also prioritized all my, because uh, your gear is weapon, armor, and then two slots for like rings and stuff. Yeah, two accessory slots, yeah. Uh, I prioritized all my accessories for speed up, because you should just go before the enemy. That's, it, it is funny when uh, you get ambushed, like as you're going around and the enemy moves towards you, if you move towards them, then you attack first, but otherwise they attack first. When they attack first and your entire party is still faster than all of them, <laughs> get wrecked. Yeah, so prioritizing speed was a you know important for me to yeah. Then once I was just faster than them, it was like cool. I will kill slash stun basically the entire enemy. So regular fights weren't even like a real thing. They were boring, and I was tired of doing them by the time I got to the second area. And then boss fights were often. Uh, clunky and overtuned where yeah hey i'm gonna one shot your whole team obviously i knew about the one shot ability because of you and things i had read on the internet yeah so i just used my secret samurai attack as i was fucking seething about it yeah yeah uh the secret samurai attack uh gave my whole party a shield that the next time they would take damage they don't take damage so i would just do that and then kill the ad and he's like big attack and it was like zero 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 cool dude (laughs) <laughs> anyway we're gonna beat you to death now oh my god no because like that fucking happened and i minimized the game immediately and found a trainer i was like no no fuck that <laughs> yeah because i mean that's the thing is like if i was playing for my own enjoyment well if i was playing for my own enjoyment i don't even know if i would have made it that far no. but if i made it that far and it just wiped my team i guarantee you i'd just be done with the game yeah like but <laughs> well okay so like i never played darkest dungeon because um I don't feel like I would enjoy that. I've seen lots of Probably people play not. it. Yeah, no, like I, I know going into it, that's not for me. So when we were gonna play this, uh, all I, I mean, I bitched you enough, but like, <laughs> we both got to sit through it, so you know that helps. But like, I, I don't want to fucking play this, and I didn't, and it sucked, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it was um, one of the interesting things Darkest Dungeon does uh, is that so when your people are messed up, you have to put them into like basically to the side so your person comes back from expedition and then they're uh, i don't know extra mad because madness is one of the meters in Mm -hmm. darkest dungeon and to get them unmad you give them a week off in the brothel so it forces you to put your characters you know oh you're gonna go pray at the church for a week because a week is each like expedition yeah you can't use them, obviously. So it basically forces you to have at least two full teams so that you can swap back and forth. Yeah, so you can always rotate who's your resting, people out. Who's resting, yeah. who's not. Because this game doesn't do that, it 
really is like, oh, you just have your party. And then as your party levels up, it's like, well, why would I pick up new people? And then, you know, your party gets wiped. And you're like, oh, I have like a bunch of level ones. Yep. I have to start from the beginning or stop playing. I'll stop playing. Go do literally anything else. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It doesn't, um, that kind of level of punishment. I mean, if you know it going in, you can plan for it. Although how much you can actually know, like, you know, that permadeath is a thing, but you don't know that the bosses are kind of uh, cheating. Yeah. That the bosses hit way too hard and that enemies will hit you way too hard. Yeah. Uh, so like if you're not prepared suddenly, oh, cool. Your party's just like gone. Even if you are prepared, there's just nothing you can do about it. And that just feels awful. Yeah. I don't know. It is. I am sure there are some people out there that that is for some reason, something they enjoy. It is absolutely not me. If I'm going to build up a team, I want to build up a team and then to feel like I'm being punished for the enemy, you know, Oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to clear all the ads, and now my team's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? What the fuck? What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? It doesn't feel good. Man, the only thing I could think of is that if you like Darkest Dungeon, you might like this. They're close enough. They share a lot. But if you don't think that that kind of game is for you, it's not. Don't play it. Yeah. It was interesting when. Uh, people talk about, you know, the resurgence of difficult games, right? And people, you know, Darkest Dungeon gets mentioned, obviously Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, in Darkest Dungeon to an extent, and this one easily more so than that, often the difficulty doesn't feel fair. Yeah. And that is what I have a problem with. One of the things of our anime games, and honestly of our games this year, I can say Code Vein is uh, up there. For me, in terms of positive game experiences. Because the game feels fair. Yeah. Much like, you know, Dark Souls. You have the opportunity to block or dodge basically every attack. Yeah. They give you the skills from the get-go that you need to get through the game. Yeah. It's just you have to get good enough at them to do that. Exactly. And maybe you want to go grind some. And you can. And there's, like, no penalty for that other than some time. Yeah. The time it takes to grind. And then you're stronger now. And maybe it's, you know, that extra damage on your hit will be enough to get you through. Who knows? That's all you needed to get through Fish Stripper. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's you. If you want to grind, you can grind. And that makes you just stronger. And then it's up to you to be a combination of strong enough and skillful enough to get there. And then this is like, oh, I tried to move north. But instead, I moved northeast and walked into a rock, so I didn't move. So I got ambushed by these enemies, and the enemy used an attack that stunned my entire team on the first turn. Cool. You know, stuff that you could have prepared for. Yeah, and then the so the entire enemy gets their turn. Your whole team team is stunned. Then they get another turn again, and they just spam that stun attack until you die. So they get to do the stun locking. Fun, 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 fun. Cool, 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 cool. Yep, and fair. Feels good. Yeah. I'm like, ah, well, I guess I should have moved north instead of northeast, which I tried to do, but man, oh man, does this game love trying to make you move sideways. Yeah, it does. Click north, and it's like, northeast? There's an object there. You can't move that way. The overworld, the grid map movement is not what I would call fluid. No. Uh, would you do it with the mouse or with the keyboard? Mouse. 
Okay, same. Because like I would have it where I would go to open the menu instead of just hitting C on the keyboard. I would just go over and click menu. And sometimes they would just move that. Uh, yeah, southeasterly. I had to use the like C for menu because I it would move me too yep. often. Yeah, which is fucking awkward. Talking about opening the menu, uh, when you when your people get moved around in combat, at the end of combat, you need to open up the menu, go to formation, and then press, I think it's Z, to reset formation. Yeah, see, I didn't know that that was the thing, so I would leave one person alive, try and keep them stun-locked, and then move my team back into position. Yeah, no, you could rearrange your formation in between combat. They just, like, don't bother to tell you, slash, I don't know why it's not the default, because you can do that. And it doesn't take a turn to do. Yeah, you can just do it as like a free action. Yep, that it doesn't just automatically set you back to your initial starting formation. There's not even an option for it. Like, please do this because I obviously have my starting formation set up for a reason. So it's just a pointless task that takes like five key presses that you have to do in between each combat for no reason. I, I got nothing. Yeah, right? I, no, it's just, again, it's the little things like that that just feel like it slows the game down. I'm wondering why it's there. It makes it feel clunky and slow. I don't know. I can't say I didn't hate the art direction. I'll give it that. I mean, I can't praise their art direction. Because, like, for all of the not character art, it just felt like I was playing Darkest Dungeon. Not the, like, uh, backgrounds, because, yeah, the uh, background art looks like Darkest Dungeon, only not as bleak. Even the enemies are very darkest. Are they? Yeah. Ugh. No, like the uh, the characters. I thought they, they looked fine. Characters are what they're going for. They're very anime. I do not like the uh, design of the sister, but that's because I'm not into that kind of thing. Oh yeah, mm, that is not even what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what would an anime game be without fan service? Uh. And what <laughs> if all of the fan service girls' moves were squid based? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, they're not weirdly named or anything. They're just like curious love. Overflowing love? Uh, Painful love? Is it punishment or punishing love? I don't remember. And I'm not sure either's better. Right? Oh, and whenever she gets hit, she makes, well, the sound you can expect her to make if you watch anime. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like, she's taking damage, but she's not displeased at this. <laughs> Are we? Can we be done with this? I think so. On okay. that wonderfully <laughs> note. Yeah. Well, what do we do now? Well, now we are supposed to answer letters from listeners, listeners like you. Hmm. We don't. We don't have any letters, oh. listeners. Which I thought about mentioning before we started recording, but then I was like, eh, whatever. So now we're here and we don't have anything to talk about. Oh shit. So I was mostly going to talk about how. Uh, we also do not talking about things on uh, the Patreon. We have an off topic where we talk about just kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you want to hear us talk about uh, news and or just dumb stuff, you, should, uh, you just got to support us on Patreon. Those episodes are should be going up every month as long as we don't forget. Uh, well, um, since I edit it and then uh, turn around and release them just about like as soon as I can just so I don't forget. Hasn't been an issue yet. One for one, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been an issue yet. Ah, uh, yes. I succeeded once. <laughs> Count it. It's worth something. So you got anything you want to talk about? I mean, since we're going to record an off-topic today, I was waiting for that, but uh, fuck, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of things. I figured we could, you know, it's like a preview of a thing. 
Yeah, all right. Well, so with those, uh, like Jason had said, uh, news and like stuff that we've been up to, uh, most of which is like outside the podcast. Uh, like you've been streaming Neon Abyss, which man, that's a good game. I've also been playing it. Yeah, because we're totally not shills. Hey, we didn't say where it's from, and that's the same place we got missed over because they're not paying us, and I'm tired of uh, promoting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But thank God that we didn't have to pay for missed over. Straight up, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's continuing my roguelike trajectory. Uh, it doesn't do anything. I really want to say like new. Like if you've played enough roguelikes, nothing in this game will surprise you, but. It's still pretty well built. It does do it really well. Yeah, and it's you know it's got enough randomness and that it's it's a good time. Uh, I do wish they had a few just like basic options that like uh, as I mentioned because I've been streaming like the it doesn't have windowed full screen for whatever reason. Oh really? Yeah. So I have to like minimize it when I go to start the stream. It it's odd. Hmm. Yeah. Which I'm guessing has to do with because you aim with your mouse, uh, mouse capture issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. And since I'm always just, like, playing it by myself, I don't have anything up, I've never noticed that. Yep. Again, these are minor things, but are definitely things. They are also a small studio from what I remember. Yeah. Small and new. I don't think they have, they have, I think, some mobile games maybe, but not much else. Uh, Like, I could have swore I'd heard of them, but I'm also filled with madness. I don't know. I mean, they've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, Worms. Uh, what? Team 17? That's not who made this. Oh. Who the shit is Team 17? What? They're the publisher. Oh. It was made by VWoo Games. V-E-E-W-O. That's my bad. They have, like, three things, it looks like. Yes, I've I, I've never heard of these people. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not a big company. But I think that is um, something that is going to continue to happen over and over and over again. I guess as of time of recording, a lot of people are playing Valheim. Oh, yeah. We aren't, but, you know. Some it is. Yeah. A fair amount of people are, uh, which is being made by I don't even know who. I don't remember. Right. It's I mean, it's again, it's not a big company. No, no. Um, It's a new one, too, right? Yeah. I think like I this say. might be their first game. And I just <laughs> try to remember to talk in the microphone. Yeah, you're good. I, I, as we've said, I think that is going to become pretty normal that the barrier to entry for game creation is substantially lower than even like in the 2000s, like, you know, till 2010. And through the 2010s, it has gotten less and less and less to the point where we are now people who want to make games probably can with the amount of resources out there. I mean, it'll take time and dedication which, I mean, are things you have to work on. Yeah. But, you know, if you have an idea, you could probably make it. There are enough game engines that are available to work on with tutorials and stuff from both the people who make the game engines and on, like, YouTube. Oh, yeah. That you can probably get most everything you need, as well as different asset stores, right? Oh, yeah. If you have something, like, you're man, I really want to make this you have an idea that you want to see in the world you probably can whether or not it'll be good who knows Mm. but if enough people are doing that then good ones will get made right like and you know it takes an amount of luck like uh again valheim i honestly have no idea where they started that 
it got picked up and then it got picked up by some big streamers and like then it exploded. I mean, it was straight up this month. Yes. It came out. Uh, but like for its first week, I don't know, like, oh, if someone started talking about it, blah, blah, blah. But again, as it hits like, oh, a bigger streamer and a bigger audience and then it just cascades. Yeah. And now it's in the public consciousness, at least the gaming public, where, oh, this is a thing. Whereas when you have uh, big games that have been out for a while, like uh, y'all remember Flappy Bird? Because that was out for a while before anybody noticed it. Or more recently, Among Us. Among yeah. Us is out for years before Two anybody years gave a shit about it. Before it even like showed up. I mean, they had already basically committed to legacying the game and were working on two. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we're not going to provide any more support for Among Us. We're just going to work on Among Us 2. Yeah, and then it exploded. Yeah, and they were like, uh, shit, I guess we're going to try to work those upgrades into the original instead because that's where their fan base was already. Yep, which, as they'd said, was so much more work trying to jam all the new stuff they wanted to do into the old system. Yeah, but like... That is just the power of, I mean, kind of the internet finding a thing and obsessing with it, even if it's just for a short while. Like, it got play players playing, and I'm sure even now, as their fan base has declined from its peak, is so much higher than it was two years ago, it's not even funny. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, the uh, internet's a weird place. Yes, yes it is. Things can suddenly just be like, ah, everyone's going to talk about this, like uh, GameStop stock or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, what was that one shooter that uh, people played? Started with a V, I want to say. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, never... you'll probably find it, and I'll then know. But uh, currently, nothing. Like it's still probably pretty huge too. God damn it! What the fuck is the name of it? I could probably just open Twitch, right? Maybe. Come on, Twitch! Don't fail me now. Valorant. That's what I was talking about. Oh yeah, who made that one? No idea. I never played it. Couldn't care less. But like shit like that, though. Yeah. Where, I mean, like, Valorant exploded, and then it's still really big, even if you don't know. I was going to say, good God, you remember when Overwatch came out? Yeah. Shit. It's like all anyone talked about. It says, hey, Overwatch. And I'm like, I don't play Overwatch. You're like, I play Paladins because I'm a cool kid. <laughs> I'm like, I play first-party RPGs and roguelikes. And they're like, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, I don't, I don't like playing against other people. I'm good. <laughs> But competition, I'm like, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. I don't need to be reminded I'm bad at shooting. Oh, but I like shooters, and I am awful at them. I like shooters too, but I like shooters where I'm shooting uh, the enemy, like AI and stuff. Oh no, like I would, I would much rather be doing a PVE uh, just about any day of the week. Yes, but I am not against some good old fashioned like uh, TDM. I mm. am. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, been the preview of Nonsense with Us. Yeah. That's kind of what you can expect is just uh, rambling talking. Yep. But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to talk about here on the podcast, you email thebadgamecast or at gmail.com. Almost messed that up. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it again. Thebadgamecast at gmail.com. Bam. Got there. Cut that together perfectly. <laughs> it's just going to be a nightmare. Uh, and then you can also find us under the Bad Gamecast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Reddit, on Discord. Although, like, that's not how you find the Discord. You find it with the link in the description. And on Twitch. Oh, YouTube, where all the Twitch streams goes. And on Twitch, uh, Monday through Thursday, we stream stuff. 
I blanked out for that whole list. <laughs> it's all of them. I got there. Other than Patreon. As we said earlier, if you want to hear our off-topic ramblings or you want to support the show at all, patreon.com slash thebadgamecast. Thank you to all our Patreons who uh, support us and help keep this nonsense afloat. Yes, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are the fucking bestest. Uh, you can also catch the uh, episodes of the Good Game Cast, Bad Game Cast, Games of Kind of Liking stuff, where we talk about stuff that we actually enjoy. Oh, shit. We should probably record another one of those. We could do Neon Abyss. We could do Neon Abyss. Since you've actually played it. I haven't seen credits. Don't care. Well, it's true. Gotta keep going. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey. And for the Bad Game Cast, I've been me. I've been him. Good night, everybody! We are the Omni-Creature. No, no, no. You stop that. <laughs> Nothing but arms and... Ugh. I've been recently just like falling down a YouTube rabbit hole of like different horror movie bullshit. A lot of the thing. A lot of the thing. It's a weird way to say you've just watched The Thing a bunch. I wish. God, and I love that movie. It would be... I feel like it would be better... My time would be better spent if I just sat and watched The Thing instead of whatever garbage it is that I'm watching. But you know what? I want to know how the... Uh, 13 ghost backstory and their fucking how they relate to the black zodiac because it's two in the morning and i've got nothing else to do i thought you were gonna say that your time would be better spent watching the thing than playing mist over and i was gonna agree with you uh yeah yeah Bruh, should... that goes without saying <laughs> should have just done that yeah yeah i would rather just watch it back to back for the length of time that i spent playing mist over yeah yeah ah. we can stop recording now <laughs> ah.